Cairo, Seattle. It's time to get schooled with a professor, John Clayton. Welcome to Schooled with a Professor. And, of course, uh, the big story this week has been the Indianapolis Colts. I don't think we've seen a training camp open up as crazy as this one in the sense that there's been at least uh, three major problems that they have. And I know in the offseason, when I was looking at the AFC South, I was giving the Colts the edge to win the division, mainly because, you know, Chris Ballard does a great job with personnel. They were able to make the Carson Wentz trade. Tennessee's gone through a lot of changes on the defense and you know, a lot of starting changes and all that. They were scrambling all offseason. So I know it was going to be close within a game, maybe half a game, something like that. But what we now see happening is that Carson Wentz is going to be out 5 to 12 weeks with a after foot surgery. Uh, Quentin Nelson, the best guard in football, he's going to be out 5 to 12 weeks after foot surgery. And there's even questions about Eric Fisher with his Achilles. <clears throat> is he going to be ready for the first month of the season? Joining us is a good friend Mike Chappell from Fox 59 and Fox59.com, also a Hall of Fame voter. We'll get into Hall of Fame stuff next. But uh, what has happened to the Colts? Well, it's crazy. When all of a sudden, the, the fact that the coach missed the first you know, week to 10 days of camp with a positive COVID test. That's like number four or five on the news list. Uh, and you didn't mention that Ryan Kelly, their Pro Bowl center, hyperextended his elbow is going to miss another week or so. Yeah, it, it's kind of crazy. And they, they entered camp with major questions at, at significant places, quarterback, pass rush, left tackle, and – the only thing that's really been cleared up maybe is the pass rush looks pretty good, but whenever your quarterback, you know, John, you and I've been doing this a long time. Whenever there's an issue with your quarterback, it it doesn't paralyze the team, but it sort of steers your your attention and your and your coverage around that position. So until they get this quarterback situation figured out, one way or the other, it's just hard to get focused on other things because. That's such a, a significant part of what they're going to try to do. Oh, yeah, no question about it. And particularly, I thought that the, the Wentz trade would work out well <clears throat> because he's you know reunited with Frank Reich. And then all of a sudden, you know, they've not even, they won't even have a single practice together. First off on Wentz, is there a chance that he'll be ready for the opener against the uh, Seattle Seahawks? They're, they're remaining optimi- cautiously optimistic, I guess. You know, they talked about you know the, the the front end of the five weeks, which which would have you ready to go. Uh, that, that's the, the one silver lining, both with Wentz and Nelson, is it happened when it happened, instead of you know the end of August, and then and then you're talking, you're definitely talking missing a month or two. So, but but they they don't know. They they said the first two weeks the, the, with this injury, you do virtually nothing because you you want it to heal. And then the next week or two, then you can start doing things. And you can, and like with him, he can start throwing the football, going through walkthroughs. So it'll get to a certain point after three or four, maybe five weeks, that it'll be a pain tolerance issue. What can you tolerate pain-wise? They're, they're, as much as they tell us and as much as I guess they know, that you get to a certain point that pain, not the threat of, or the, the, the risk of re-injuring it, is an issue. So... You know, I, I I would think that there's a chance. I, I guess I'd say there's more of a chance in my mind for Quentin Nelson than Carson Wentz because Quentin Nelson's a freak. He's just a freak. 
But, uh, you know, it, it, this is not the way you want to do it. And the whole thing now is having to, to me, as a team, you have to progress, proceed, like he won't be there. And you've got to get Jacob Eason uh, ready to go. Yeah, and that's the weird part about this is the, the fact that, uh, you know, again, I, I just tend to doubt, you know, following injuries like I do, that Wentz, because doesn't he have ligaments and uh, bone that uh, broke in there? Well, they what 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 Wright said is he had a uh, this, this is an injury that went back to high school and it never had an issue with it. And it, it was about a, the, the fifth metatarsal, and he said just a sliver of bone somehow worked its way free, and then they went in there and took care of that. We never officially we never heard the ligament. It was always this this uh, fragment piece of bone that had gotten that had gotten loose and. Said they got in there and they saw. They said nothing else was wrong. Uh, so that that's what the team's given us, and they've been in this case the last two times pretty forthcoming uh, with the information. So as far as the bone and the ligament, all we heard officially from the team, what was the that, that little piece of bone that had worked itself free? Was it a uh, metatarsal for uh, Quentin Nelson too? They didn't say, but they, specifically, they, they just said it was virtually the same injury. Yeah. No, they they said this was a. Uh, well, as long as I've been here, this is a first a developmental anomaly. <laughs> I've never what heard the that. Heck before. is that? So, uh, just something they said it was something he was born with and had never been an issue, and then all of a sudden he steps wrong, and it's an issue, and it was really kind of crazy. We get again. Frank misses the first week of camp, and and then the the, the rookie portion the week prior. He comes back Monday, and in his first two days back, we get Carson Wentz surgery, and then we get Quentin Nelson surgery. So I said, you know, Frank, Frank, maybe you need to sort of stay away. Uh, but but it's uh, like, like you said, you can't make this stuff up. And uh, and to compound it, like you mentioned, Eric Fisher, I don't think anyone around here, at least certainly in the media, from what we've been told, expects him in September. I mean, they were talking early. They were talking eight months, which is again the front end of recovery, and I think that's the first of October. Uh, so, it, it, with, with so many high expectations to have mm. these issues, it's just sort of the, the teams. The one silver lining for the team, from what I was told, is these are not season-ending injuries with, with Wentz and Nelson. Uh, but you, you're going to probably be without two cornerstones. Uh, certainly through the rest of camp and perhaps uh, for the first game or two. Well, the only developmental, um, uh, what is it, a developmental anonymity or whatever it was? Anomaly. Anomaly. Yes, I mean, I thought anomaly. that was I thought that was the hiring and quitting of Josh McDaniels as the head coach of the Colts. I mean, that... <laughs> let's, not, let's not go there. Oh, okay, okay. okay. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that was an anomaly, that's for sure. That but, was an anomaly, and yeah, that was, that, that's what's kind of crazy. Since, since Chris Ballard's been here, I mean, Mike, Goodness, it's been, it's been one thing after the other. It was that, and you know, Andrew Luck. You know, you, you think you're coming here with Andrew Luck, and he misses that 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 first season, and then he he retires in '19, and it's just been one thing after the other. And it's wh- whoever is the starting quarterback uh, against Seattle in, in that opener, it'll be the fifth straight year they've had a different quarterback starting quarterback on opening day. That's just. It's just hard to function as a franchise when you're bouncing from quarterback to quarterback. And and this is a franchise that Peyton Manning started all 16 games for 13 seasons 
And Andrew Luck comes in here and starts the first 51 games, and now wow. we're playing quarterback carousel, and it's just tough. Well, and then and the, the the bad part about it is the way the schedule is, because you can say these aren't season-ending injuries, but the season could end by week five if all these guys no miss question. that time. Because, I mean, they open up the season, you know, with Seattle, and, of course, Wentz, even if he's there, is going to have so little experience with the offense and so little experience getting together with Frank Reich. Uh, then they come back and they have five games against teams with 10 wins or more, you know, including the Rams in week two, Tennessee week three. They've got Baltimore, Miami. I mean, that they could go 0-5. They can play well in this situation and go 0-5 if, if it's a, a Jacob Eason. Uh, now, if win, if win, ideally, if wins had been here and had no, had no issues, then, you know, then we'll see. But like you say, the first two were at home, and then that you know that Tennessee, Miami, Baltimore—that's all on the road. So, so it, it's just tough, and you know, as I said, you can't win—you can't win something early, but you can really virtually take yourself out of it with an zero and five, one and four, two and three. I tell you, I would think they would sit there right now and take two and three, and and just say, "We'll see you in week six. Yeah, well, I, I, can it, see, it, I can see it, that. Yeah, it, it's just a—it's t- just a tough start. Well, I mean, I guess to, to ask, how did Wentz look in the t- limited time that he was out there? He looked good. I mean, he he did. He looked good. He he, he, he after seeing Philip Rivers not move last year, you know, the one the one strength that Wentz has got is the mobility and extending plays. Of course, Rivers didn't have that. We saw the strong arm. We saw the movement. We saw running some some of his own reads, which they they would have done some. So all, everything you know. There were some hiccups, some bad throws, but that that was that that's to be expected when, you know, with that condensed and restricted two week OTA period and all that. So they they were very encouraged, and, and all of a sudden, you know, he's out, and you're going with a rookie that you, not a rookie, but a, a virtually a rookie, a second year guy who didn't get much at all work last year because of COVID and no off season and no preseason games. And he looks like a guy that needs to play. You know, you know, we've been critical of him and of the offense, but but he simply needs to play because he hasn't played. You know, he's active all last year. Never steps on the field. Didn't take many reps, if at all, with with the you know early or in, in practice with Jet Rivers and, and Brissett. So this is really a tough situation that they find themselves in and that he's in. Because it, it, you can't just sort of nurse him along. They just got to throw it throw, throw all at him and say, what can you do, kid? Yeah, and of course, I mean, that's the one thing. I was Jacob Eason coming from the University of Washington. Uh, what? How do you kind of size him up as a quarterback? Because I know he has a strong arm. Big kid. I mean, he's, what, 6'6", 230, 235, strong arm. I mean, no question. But what, what we've seen, what I've seen – and again, keep in mind he's practiced uh, seven times, eight times uh, in the in the first week. It was it was dividing things up with, with Wentz, and it's just inconsistent. I mean, it's the, the the arm strength is there, but we've not seen a lot of touch. It's like he's always throwing the Aroldis Chapman fastball, and uh, th- that's a concern. Uh, I, what's what's bothered me some is the indecisiveness. In eleven on eleven, and, and even seven on seven, which that that really bothers me when I see a quarterback hesitating in that. 
but but he's he's seen things that he hasn't seen before. Again, they didn't in, in OTAs this year. It wasn't they, they weren't going against the defense. They, it, that's not the way they did it. So uh, we're really sort of grading him and evaluating him unfairly. But that's that's where we are. This is you know NFL big boy league, and and no one outside the Colts organization cares that you have these issues. No, the one but, thing I know, you know about you, you see the talent, but yeah. you do see the talent. Well, the one thing I know, the scouting report on him <clears throat> from out here was that in his rookie season, there was no way that you could put him on the field. He was not going to be ready in any circumstance. And, you know, I guess thanks to Phillip Rivers and being durable, I mean, they were able to you know, do that. But now it's a matter of trying to advance in year two and probably advance too early. No, no question. I mean, again, I sort of slip up and say he's a rookie. Because he didn't do anything last year, mm-hmm. you know the, the major work he got was was after practice, before practice, when you keep guys around, and, and you know on game day he'd be out there on the field working with the receivers. But it's not the same. You know you can you can only do so much on the side. You just can't. And you, even during the off season, when they get together and throw it, it's not the same. You know, all of a sudden you're out there now, and you got these young pass rushers with speed coming at you. You've got some good corners covering receivers so like i say it's it's a totally unfair situation for this kid because of, because of how last year was and how this year is but that that's where they are and it's going to be up to frank reich and and the other coaches and and, and chris ballard in, in his role to get him ready and, and again what what's what sort of impeded that a little bit is no left tackle i mean not you're starting off tackles out uh ryan kelly's missed a week and now you're without uh, Quentin Nelson, so you've got backups. We've had backups on the left side of the line, and they've looked like backups. Wow. Uh, they've, they've sort of gotten overwhelmed by, by this young pass rush. Yeah. And then, I know you know this, and I know this, but just to clarify, uh, Phillip Rivers is not an option now. I mean, he's made it very clear no. that he's coaching in Alabama at high school and he's going to coach the entire season because a lot of people are picking up on the idea oh, maybe they're going to go back to Phillip Rivers. That is not an option. Great. He, yeah, I saw Sam Farmer's story, good, really good story, but it was like, you know, through at least October. Yeah. And it's in the playoffs a couple of weeks in November. And I tried to tell somebody right out of the gate, let, let's say Chris Ballard had called Phillip Rivers uh, as soon as Wentz got hurt and said, hey, what do you think? Well, what's Rivers going to play for $3 million? I mean, really? Yeah, he made 20 some million last year, and, and he's going to get something decent if he comes back this year. And, and right now, these guys, I've not seen the latest figures, but they're probably – 11, 12, 13, maybe under the cap. That's probably high. And you've got Darius Leonard to get done. So they, they can't do that. They, they, they just can't do it. And I don't see him being an option for this team in October, November, because, you know, you, you, you hope that Wentz is back, certainly by then. And if he's not, what kind of shape are you going to be in record wise? Rivers made it very clear he wants to come back and play for like, you know, for a, a playoff team. Well, mm-hmm. I don't see – this seems either a playoff team with the wins or it's not a playoff team. No, I agree. It's, it's a neat little story to talk about, but it's, it's just not going to happen here, I don't think. Yeah, and kind of to wrap things up, uh, talk a little bit about the defense. How good could a defense be? They added two pass rushers in the first two rounds of the draft, although the second-round pick uh, looks like he's out for the year because he's coming off an Achilles from last year. Yeah, the, the, the uh, Bayingo, I can spell it, it's hard to pronounce yeah. it. He's got the Achilles. I think they'll probably put him on pup to start the season. Maybe he's ready. I don't know, mid-season. We'll see. Uh, 
but Quiddy Pays looked pretty good. Uh, we, we keep catching it by the fact he's going against uh, Sam Tevy and, and the backups over on the left side, but he looks like the real deal. I need to see what happens on the other side with Kamoko Ture, Taekwon Lewis, and maybe Ben Banigou. Because, you know, keep in mind, they, they didn't re-sign Justin Houston. Danico Autry goes to Tennessee, and those are two pretty good players. Uh, it's a fast, you know, by the way, Gary Slinger hasn't practiced yet. He had off-season surgery on his ankle. Hmm. Uh, so you, you like what you see speed-wise and all that, but this group's not been together. But they have dominated this, this offense. And they, you would hope they would because, again, the offense is, is operating at well less than 100%, and you're expecting this defense to take a major step forward this year. Hey, one final question because, again, are the Colts right now at the bottom of the list of teams for vaccinations now that the uh, Washington football team's over 85%? Yeah, I I saw something, and the team doesn't share that. I think yeah. they're I saw where they're seventy seventy five percent, and it's 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 it, it's an issue, and the Colts have done from from Ursay to Ballard to uh, Frank Reich, they, they they've they've pleaded the case, and I guess I'm wondering at this point what what you can say to to, to convince players because now you're talking to the real hardcore players. Who, for whatever their reasons, and you, we got, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to judge a guy's decisions, but these are the people that are really dug in for the reason. So I'm not sure at this point how you you change minds. We we talked to uh, Paris Campbell on uh, Report Day, and and he had told us he had just got the first shot and was getting the second. So he was one of those late arrivals to the party. But you see, guys out there with. Uh, Wearing masks when when, when you, they would be in positions where they they would need to because they're unvaccinated and, and these are some of the team leaders. Now, DeForest Buckner, uh, who, who's unquestionably a team leader, has been vaccinated. But uh, again, you're right now you're dealing with players who who are really dug in, and I just don't know how much. I have a problem seeing how they're going to get to eighty eighty five percent. Yeah, unbelievable. And of course, this is Mike Chapel from Fox. Uh, 59.com, Fox 59. Anything good you have posted here that everybody can kind of catch up on? Well, well, the last couple of days that I've enjoyed it, I've, I've been splitting between the Colts and in the Hall of Fame with Edger and Peyton going in. So yeah. I, had a, I had a pretty good story on Edger and a couple of days ago. And today I did a story on Peyton and sort of what made him who he is, the competitiveness of him. So that, that's why I enjoy this time of year when we've got guys involved because you get you reconnect with these guys and, Again, I'm driving over to Canton tonight, and I'll be there for three days. And it's it's you know you know it's just yeah. such a great scene and setting, and I'm looking forward to it. Mike Chapel, thanks for joining us in Schooled with the Professor. Thank you. And that does it for this week's podcast. In between episodes, you can follow me on Twitter at Clayton ESPN. If you enjoy these weekly one-on-one conversations, consider leaving a review on iTunes or wherever you're listening to the show. Thanks for listening. See you next time on Schooled with the Professor.